Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy Whether one line is plot holes or two it is poopies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen Izzy you guess what movie we're watching today? <laughs> I have a hint. You've actually seen trailer for it on every Blu-ray you've ever purchased. That's true. Because it's... Ultraviolet. Woo! <laughs> the next generation in digital quality on DVDs and Blu-ray. Uh, yes, uh, the Mila Jovovich <laughs> vampire platform. <vehicle>? Yes. <laughs> We start off Vampire Month with a great one. Woo! Resident Evil with Vampires. Ultraviolet from 2006. All right. First off, did you remember there were vampires in this movie? I did. <laughs> uh, it'd be, it's easy to forget that they're vampires. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like, they could just be it's, mutants. It's basically Eon Flux. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. But with vampires. <laughs> and starring Resident Evil, Mia Jovovich. But uh, this movie, special place in my heart. It was released on my 25th birthday. Oh, and it stars the woman you wish you'd married. Yes. I, I mean, no. No, no. <laughs> Mia Jovovich is I. I, I wouldn't kick her out. This is the guy who spent more hours masturbating to her than I think he's seen episodes of The Simpsons? That's him. Wait, hold on. Let <laughs> me do some quick math. <laughs> now, now here's the question you have to ask yourself. Was he filling on a calculator, or was he masturbating? <laughs> <laughs> Give me a beer! <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, <laughs> welcome to Everything I Learned From Movies, everybody. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And, yeah, Everything I Learned From Movies. Everything I Learned From Movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, 2006 is Ultraviolet. Those are the podcasts chiming in. Yeah, podcasts just <laughs> racing around on the hardwood. Let's see. How about for our first beer, we go with something a little violet. Ooh. <laughs> we have uh, from Crispin Cidery, mm. the Blackberry Cider. Or Blackberry wow. Pear Hard Cider. Yeah. Made from fresh-pressed American pears, orchard to bottle. Boom. But, and most importantly, 5% alcohol by volume. Yes. Would you give your cup handy? I have a cup. I have a Hello Kitty cap. Here we go. <laughs> Alright, we'll sell this. Uh, you can see through the bottle. Eh, I guess it's actually too tough. But uh, you can see through the bottle, it's got a nice reddish, purplish. Dare I say, oh, oh wow. <laughs> he just poured, just poured all of it in there. We'll share Alright, there we go. Alright, he just poured the entire bottle. He's kept pouring and talking. That's so right. this is a crystal clear beverage. You could read through this. It's got a lovely, yeah, kind of a purpley red, I'd say a red-violet color to it. But what's that taste like? It smells like bubblegum. Not even going to lie. That's a 
be interesting sign. <laughs> kind of tastes a little bit like bubblegum. What? Tastes like apple cider that was flavored, not in a terrible way, but like a bubblegum flavored bubblegum. God damn, you're right. <laughs> I mean, not, but it's in a good way. Like, it's like, I think it's the pear. Yeah, maybe it's the pear. Uh, it's definitely not tarlic. You would kind of expect like a blackberry cider or something like that, like a yeah. sweet tartness to it. But yeah, interesting. Yeah, not bad. Not the best, not the worst. No. Yeah, Steve's the neighborhood. Try it out. Although I have to say, if you're gonna go for cider, go for Two Rivers. Two Rivers is pretty excellent. They Everything. Pomegranate, they like like almost every fruit. <laughs> <laughs> Blood orange, my personal favorite. Huckleberry. I can get drunk on huckleberry cider real good. <laughs> I'll be a huckleberry. Right. <laughs> be the huckleberry. Yeah. So 2006's Ultra Huckleberry, uh, Ultra Pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, huckleberries turn into vampires. Emilia Jovovich had to slaughter them. We'll get to, we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, this comes from writer director Kurt Zima. What do uh, we know him from, Steve? That's a great question. <laughs> oh, he did the movie uh, One Tough Bastard. Uh, and Equilibrium. Do we know him from that? <laughs> Not really. You, you remember Equal, Equilibrium? You ever seen that? Christian Bale, the society, yeah. they're not, they're not, like, they can't use feelings or something, like, feelings are outlawed, but Christian Bale starts having a soul. Uh, he starts having all of the emotions. However, he's a pretty accomplished writer. Uh, mm -hmm. He was a writer on Sphere. Hey! Uh, the Thomas Crown Affair reboot. Ooh! The Recruit. Ooh! This, of course. Uh, Street Kings, Law Abiding Citizen, Salt, The Total Recall Reboot, and most recently, The Point Break Reboot. I feel like we need to do a month of this guy. <laughs> a month, everybody. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, this movie stars the great Mia Jovovich um, as Violet Song Jat Sharif. That's yeah. That's really her name in this movie. Um, as well as uh, Cameron Bright as the young kid six, not eleven. He's six. His name is Six. Uh, also, Nick Chumlin, a.k.a. Billy Bartlum, <laughs> or Billy Bedlam, <laughs> as uh, Ferdinand Daxus. Yeah. Uh, and a nice little uh, day or two of shooting from William Fickner as Garth. <laughs> yeah. But really, the real star of this entire movie is her color-changing vest. <laughs> sure. And her hair. <laughs> and her her, her fiber-optic hair. And, yeah, the midriff. Yeah. Must always be showing. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, do you, do you want to start kind of going over the plot or like how the movie? You want me to do a quick rundown of this movie? I think <laughs> I got it. All right, let's do it. Okay, so um, basically, there aren't really vampires. There's hemophobes. Hemophages. Hemophages. Hemophages or something. I guess called like hemophages. I don't know. There's vampires. Uh, it was a virus that they found from Eastern Europe, and they decided to use it to make super soldiers, but it didn't work. And so instead, uh, they ended up with a bunch of people who got infected. If you touched uh, hemophages blood, um, Violet and was married to a doctor, and she was a nurse, and he got killed by a hemophage. They're <laughs> <laughs> trying to enunciate. Uh, she was a nurse. She got covered in blood. She was pregnant with a baby. The government electrocuted her to make her eyes bug out and make her baby yeah. not. Um, <laughs> and then uh, she escapes the facility and now she joins a secret organization of 
chemophages <laughs> who are trying to kill all humans, except for not. Kind of unclear what their end goal is, except for survival. They only live for 12 years, even though they're faster, stronger than everyone else. Uh, even though it's incredibly easy for them to contaminate everyone, they haven't. Uh, Billy Bartlett is the <laughs> minister of... He's Daxus in this movie, but yeah. This yeah, he, he's, he's the minister of, I, I don't know, he, he runs a church that is also the CDC. Yeah, the art, arch ministry or something, yeah he's, yeah. he's basically king of the humans, I don't know, like the richest guy, kind of runs think, all I think he runs, like, the essentially Illuminati. what is the, the CDC, and because this outbreak is so yeah. scary to everyone, he basically has ultimate power. Yeah, limitless resources. <laughs> Uh, it is the future. I'm guessing it's about the same year as Eon Flex. 2076 is what I read okay. online. So not quite, a, you know, 400 years in the future or whatever Eon Flux was, but still, you know, a couple, yeah. couple Trump terms away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically uh, Violet goes in to steal a secret weapon from humans. She steals a briefcase. It turns out it's got a kid in it. Everybody wants to kill the kid. Uh, she doesn't want to kill the kid because she said that her baby is dead. She drags this poor kid around. She finds out the kid only has eight hours to live. She only has 36 hours to live because apparently they've pinpointed that shit. And she spends most of the time crying and kicking people's asses. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty good sum up of the movie. <laughs> Let us start from the beginning. <laughs> The chemophages. Chemophages. I, I, I love the, uh, the, the, basically the background exposition she's giving at the beginning. It's like, uh, this disease came out of Eastern Europe and made people, uh, it, it made uh, their uh, incisors longer and made them stronger and, and more susceptible to life. They need blood transfusions almost daily. The newspapers said it was vampirism. But it's nothing like that. Like it sounds exactly <laughs> like that. Came out of Eastern Europe. I'm pretty sure anybody with this disease is what they called vampires. <laughs> they they lost their taste for garlic and <laughs> silver crosses had something to do. Uh, and if you tied a knot, they inexplicably had to un untie it on all times. <laughs> it's like a very OCD. <laughs> That's like a so once a month. The, when the, the, only, <laughs> the only difference is instead of living forever. They have like a twelve-year countdown going on before right. their body what explode? Like I'm assuming. What's the vampire movie where they exploded? Blade. Oh well, yeah, where they with sunlight or whatever. Yeah. I believe Steve actually at the beginning of this movie said this is Blade Two from the vampire's yeah. perspective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's, it's true. It's basically like you know the humans have this secret weapon, blah blah blah, and so uh, ultraviolet. You know she. Uh, I, I don't even want to get into how she got past all the security where they like checked her blood and her eyes and all this other stuff and they're like, yeah, oh they yeah, if you, were, if you were a hemophage, uh, you, you we would have known yeah. by now. If you even had one half of a percent of hemophage blood in you, we would have already detected it. And they're like taken straight out of the wrist and like out of her eyeball. Like there's this wicked little machine. Uh, that is yeah. a creepy, creepy scene. Yeah, it's very. Uh, uh, oh, and I forgot about her her gravity defier. Oh, that's coming up. <laughs> so, so she gets to the secret weapon. They do the exchange of this little what what looks like uh, what basically looks like uh, a laptop case. <laughs> no, you know what? All right, it does look like a laptop case. You know what kind of laptop it looks like? What's that? You remember the old iMac laptops that were bright colors? Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like, but all white. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, so so she gets up there. They basically make the exchange, and then if 
The like, real courier shows up. The real courier shows up, blows her cover, and so she has to basically beat ass and pose all over. Guns and swords coming out with this flat technology oh, where it's yeah. like it basically just comes out of nowhere and like, oh, I have a sword and a bunch of guns and she's kicking everybody's ass and <laughs> she yeah. gets away on a motorcycle. Uh, and well, she starts up the gravity-defying thing when yeah. she's still inside. Oh, that's right, because she's building up. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> runs along the ceiling and cuts off a lot of heads. Yeah. It's um. <laughs> now, I, I will say this. The fight scenes, as ridiculous as they are... They're cool-looking. They're pretty cool. They're, I they're mean, very cool. They're very Matrix-inspired. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Right. By the way, this movie would have made a much better video game. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's very video game like get into the place, kick yeah thousands people so ass. Much fun They're in all, video game. they'll only attack you one at a time, so it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hit the dodge button for them to shoot each other. <laughs> There's a lot of that. There's a lot of her not actually moving and then hit, uh, like eight heads falling off because she's so quick. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Ugh. <laughs> She's almost as quick as uh, Gene Wilder's draw in Blazing Saddle. The sheriff is a hemophage. <laughs> what do you say? The sheriff is there. The sheriff is of an appropriate age. <laughs> anyway, uh, watch Blazing Saddle. Um, <laughs> you know what? So Turn off the podcast. Don't watch Ultraviolet. Just go watch Blazing Saddle. All right. So she, so she's <laughs> escaping on the motorcycle and the gravity adjuster or revolutionizer, whatever the hell they call it. And so she's like driving like sideways on walls and through traffic Straight. and up walls. Helicopters following right behind. Like the, the visual effects are pretty horrible. They're so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. By like 2006 standards. It's it looks bad. like Tomb Raider 2 is a video game. <laughs> That's what it looks like. Um, yeah. 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 Like Tomb Raider 1 like had it was, you know, like one step above like Donkey Kong. Yeah. Tomb Raider 2, they were starting Donkey to get a grip Country. on it. They're not quite right. Well, and, and we actually had a couple, uh, I, I don't know what they were doing uh, as far as, like, like you suggested it might have been the makeup, and it might have been a lot of Vaseline on the lens, and all oh, the, yeah, their the filters and stuff. Oh, yeah, very fake. The people even looked kind of fake. Yeah, I think they've had a ton of camera filters going, and, yeah, and I think they, on top of that, they put a ton of makeup on them. Yeah, so I, I, there was actually a point where I was, the, she was talking with, uh, I forget his name, but, like, the leader of the hemophage resistance or whatever, <laughs> Um, the and, French dude. And, and yeah, the French dude. By the way, the dubbing in this movie is horrible. Oh. ADR, it's very distracting. Oh, it's so distracting. Uh, Everyone is ADR. Yeah, but but every time it showed him, I was like, he looked so much like Grab Off Tarkin in uh, Rogue One. But it was like, <laughs> I was like, is that? I never noticed this before, but is that kind of fake? <laughs> <laughs> His face is just glued on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ha ha! robot time. No. Ooh, no, it is. You know what it is. He's Edgar from Men in Black. Oh. He's just wearing a people <laughs> suit. <laughs> Violet, I told you that you need to get the cigarette weapon. Oh. Edgar, I feel like something's wrong. I feel like you're not yourself. Do you have more sugar? Sugar ain't never made a noise like that. <laughs> How uh, many minutes are, are we in? We're talking about movies other than... <laughs> Have we started this movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, I guess we talked a little bit about it. <laughs> I did a complete overview, including her crying and ass-kicking. Yep, 15 minutes in. Rejoin us next week when we... Uh, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, people so love crying in this movie. There is a lot of oh my god. So yeah, between the fighting, they basically draw it out to ninety minutes by oh. involving a lot of uh, flashbacks and drama and just a lot of like she talks to the kid. And everyone oh, oh my god. So. So, so okay. th- there's an aspect of where this is like the transporter, where it's like, here's the package you're supposed to deliver. Do not Do look not in the package, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's the ultimate weapon, it'll kill us all. Yeah, exactly. It's set to explode, and it'll kill everything in three-box radius, and blah, 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 blah. Um, so she opens it up. <laughs> uh, and, she and when she opens it up, it's the baby <laughs> from... The dancing baby. The dancing baby from Allie McBeal. From Allie McBeal. That is that is 100% when she first opens that case. It does look like that. That is not an actor. That is that creepy, creepy 3D dancing baby. Uh, apparently that flat technology, you can put people in little briefcases and stuff, too, which, you know, that's cool. Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, pulls the kid out. Or, uh, uh, hands the package over to the resistance. They open it up. Uh, They're gonna kill the kid. Yeah, yeah, and they end up killing another kid that she had randomly stuffed in there. No, because no, they pull out a kid and kill him, right? No, no, no. They open it up and they say we have to kill it. this because this is the ultimate thing. She says no. She steals the kid, or she, she Swi- switches them out. She switches. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Well, she just basically steals him. She opens him up. Or oh no, no, no. She says there's a child in there. Yeah. They say, yeah, we have to kill it. She leaves. They open it up. It's empty. He's waiting in the hall. She grabs the kid. She goes to the rooftop. For some reason, the Yakuza are there. <laughs> the Yakuza are there waiting for her. By the way, no mention of them before. No mention of them after. They, I feel like they were briefly mentioned during the exposition, or, but what, not what, really. What, what, how were they tied in? I, I don't know. No, they weren't. There's, like, there's, the only reason they're there <laughs> is for more heads to chop off. Yeah, uh, she she escapes, and then, yeah, there's a scene in, like, a bus terminal where she's going to, like, abandon the kid. Yeah. And then, uh... And when that happened, I, I said to you, wait, I feel like I saw this scene in Neon Flux, too, where they're in, like, a subway and something why, goes wrong. Why is she... Gonna, I, I still don't know why she was going to abandon him, but, yeah, she abandons him with her credit card. Yeah, it, it, they, she, they were being followed or traced somehow, and she was like, well, maybe it's... The, the kid, because the, the guy had mentioned that, uh, oh, she went and saw her friend Garth, played by William Fickner, and he was like, well, that's right. that's right, he's sending out some kind of signal so they know where you are, except you're safe in my, Bunker. Con- my container. And that's when she finds out he's only going to live for eight hours. Yeah. That's yeah. right, because she's going to give them, basically give them back to the ministry, hoping they can keep him alive. Yeah, and then she can run off and continue with La Resistance, except she's no longer part of the Resistance because she betrayed him and they want her dead. Except she's going to be dead at this point in like 24 hours anyway. Yeah, Yeah, it's very kind of complicated. So she takes about, I don't know, 20 steps away and realizes, oh fuck, what am I doing? She collapses and cries. Yeah, yeah. Also, for some reason, she keeps collapsing and giving herself shots. And that's never explained what's in the shot. I, I think it's her, uh, the blood transfusion. Is it? Even because though it's, it's, it's like green. green. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because the blood transfusion in the flashback is like a regular <laughs> blood transfusion. So for as much explanation and exposition and ADR and all that there is in this movie, a lot of it is still kind of up to interpretation. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so she, she sees the ministry, she decides to go rescue the kid, she sees the dead kid on the floor. They shot a totally random Yeah. Kid. Her kid is smarter than that. Uh, she follows him into like an air duct or something, and then the resistance has a gravity normalizer bullshitter yeah. or whatever. 
flies down a vent, grabs Grab him, him, and yoink. goes right back up like he's on a bungee. <laughs> that was pretty ridiculous. There's another rooftop battle scene. Yeah, of course. Because those are the best kind of battle There's scenes. There's a lot of rooftop battle scenes. Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be real though. None of them were actually on rooftops. <laughs> they oh, were yeah. in green rooms. They were all in green rooms. <laughs> yeah, uh, and we, where'd you decide they were? They were in China somewhere. Uh, they were in Shanghai. Because uh, okay. there was a Pearl Tower and uh, a lot of buildings that are there actually now. I I don't know if that needle building was real. I doubt it. Oh, I don't think so. By the way, the Resistance lives in this like tall needle building. Yeah. More could could a Resistance hide in a more iconic <laughs> building? Like it straight up looks like the castle from uh, Never Ending Story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you almost say like the, the eye of Sauron should be glowing in the middle of the eye there. <laughs> I'm looking for the child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick, put the ring on. Boop. <laughs> Don't worry, you're safe in here. Yeah. So, yeah, then, uh, then there's the whole thing with the CDC guy wanting his kid back. Uh, he first says it's his son, and yeah. it turns out it's his clone. Yeah. Uh, unclear why he's cloning himself. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, he ends up being a clone. Of, I don't know. There's a whole lot of stuff. Uh, but the important part is there's a lot more fighting. <laughs> yeah, and then at some point, Violet has to battle, battle uh, Billy Bedlam. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Did they find a cure for the vampirism? I know they were looking for that too. Yeah. And I remember, like, the end of this movie just becomes one big fight scene, and I kind of don't even remember why, how it ended. I remember they go to the island where everything is shaped like a giant cross uh, for the big final thing. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they. Oh, and the kid gets killed, but she cries on him, and tears get on him, yes, and he becomes a vampire. That's right. And so then he's got another 12 years to live. She dies, and then Garth is going to, because he's got those antigens or whatever that will yeah. be the cure for everything, and so she sacrifices herself so that he can live, and Garth can find a cure for everybody, and the world is saved. Sunset roll credits. Okay. That's right. I'm like, wait, what happened at the end? Something <laughs> happened at the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, I swear we just saw this like two days ago, and it's already like, t- towards the end of this 85, 90-minute movie, it was just like... All right, wrap it up, please. This <laughs> kind of has like three or four endings. Like it's like you could end it this year. It'd be acceptable. No, no, it's kind of no. I thought I kind of hit it where it was. Get me another beer. Work. All right, so yeah. One moment, sweetie. Let's see what we got here. Ooh, this one comes uh, courtesy of the Regalsburgers. Oh, thank you, all of the Regalsburgers. This comes from uh, Stevens Point Brewery in uh, somewhere in Wisconsin, if I'm not mistaken. Probably Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Uh, it's a nice little uh, citrus key, or sorry, Siesta Key Citrus Pale Ale. We got this for our wedding. We did. We got a case of it. Yeah. It was ale with ale with natural grapefruit flavor added. Yeah. Here we go. Cup ready? You nope. took my cup. I did take your cup. Cup, you're off the podcast. Yeah. Alright. Thanks for being a pussy. <laughs> and the pork. Very clean golden right. color. Yeah, this is a super, super clear beer, like lager clear. Mm-hmm. Is it a lager? 
Uh, it's a pale ale, so yeah, it should All be. right, yeah, it's just super clear. It's got a very white, foamy head. Mm, the aroma you definitely get grapefruit, you get a little bit of pine. Gonna take a sip now. I mm. just took a sip. Yeah, tastes like a like a really light pale ale. Um, like I said, would it be like four percent? Yeah, it's definitely like a session ale, kind of low yeah. end. But the uh, grapefruit, I assume, extract comes out pretty good. Gives a nice little citrusy. I think this is real grapefruit. Might be. This doesn't taste I, like extract. This I assume because like on the bottle it says with natural grapefruit flavor added, I assume it's some sort of concoction or extract. See, I'm uh, I'm guessing like if it's extract, it's, it's like I think it's like grapefruit oils. Like it tastes very, oh. or it's just a really good extract. It's um this is a really good citrus flavor on it. I agree. I agree. Gives a nice little um, I don't know effervescence kind of mm -hmm. to it. Like a very light body. You definitely like drink it all day. Especially if you're into grapefruit, definitely try it out. Very refreshing. Perfect for a nice hot day. <laughs> Which is what a vampire doesn't want. That's right. <laughs> I have a question. Do you think vampires explode faster on a hot day or a cold day? Uh, I would think a hot day the sun would be out. But well, I'm just saying like, like it can be like... I wonder how overcast works. That's not really explained. Right? Well is that just kind of like... Do you just kind of get like feared? Yeah. It's like a slow sound. <laughs> Ooh, what's that smell? Oh, it's me! Yeah, so I'm thinking, like, because, like, there are those days, like, out on the Arctic tundra where it's, like, 20 below zero, but there's not a cloud in the sky. It's super bright. That's brighter because it's reflecting off the snow. Does vampire die faster in that environment or faster, like, in the middle of the Sudan? Or is it just all the same? It's a great question. We'll have I to have, delve into that a little deeper I in have, the vampire month, I think. I have vampire exploding experiments to run. <laughs> so if anybody has any vampires that, you know, they're willing to sacrifice for for science. Yeah, have them come on the show and guest host. We can uh, do a little Mythbusters right here for all of us. <laughs> all right, fun facts. Fun facts, there's, super fun facts. There's not a lot of fun facts to this movie, I'm not going to lie. Oh, uh, Billy Bedlam's in it. Right. <laughs> Billy Bedlam runs the world. Um, so against the wishes of director Kurt Vimma, uh, the film was completely re-edited by the studio after they saw the original version, which they apparently did not like. Shocking. Uh, they saw it as too emotional for the for an action film they were expecting, and re-edited it so they would uh, there would be more of an emphasis on the action, and to cut it down to a PG-13 rating. By the way, not a whole lot of blood for being a vampire movie, even though no. it's like a central element of the movie. For as much decapitation. For as much decapitation as happens, yes. there's not much blood. There's a lot of, uh, oh, heads fall off, and they fall over, and there's, like, I don't know, three square inches of red next to one. Uh, if that, they don't, even, they don't hang on the bodies even that long. Anyway, PG-13 rating. The addition shortened the film from its original length, oh, my God, of 120 minutes to 88 minutes. I uh, see this original cut. I'm right. not going to lie. So much more crying. Uh, the director was quite angry about the edi uh, editing edition, uh, and many fans agree it lowered the quality of the film significantly. An extended <laughs> version of the film was later released with six additional minutes to make it 94 minutes. I'm not sure what version. We would probably saw the 94 minute one. Probably. That, they're probably talking about great. I'd like screen. to see the like long version of this though. You say that, and yet we had a hard time paying attention for the 94 minute it's version. It's true. It's true. Uh, so yeah. That's, uh, that's all the fun facts I really got. Other than Mia Jovovich was in this movie in the role she's been destined to play for the past 15 years. Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Yeah. So yeah, vampires, a.k.a. hemophages. Hemophages. Phages. 
Hemophages. <laughs> Make sure you enunciate I'm sorry, that they identify as hemophages. And, <laughs> and you taught their nose as hemophages. <laughs> hemophages. Uh, how about one more beer? Woo, let's drink beer. Right. Let's see what we got here. Ooh, another fruity beer. Uh, from Ballast Point Brewing down in San Diego, we have the Pineapple Sculpin, which is their India Pale Ale with natural pineapple flavor. I'm excited. And one thing this has going for it is it's a full 7%. Woo! Right, here we go. And this night right. And then we pour. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, it's a big white frosty head. Nice dark golden color. A little bit of an off-white, creamy head on it. Mmm. You can smell mm. the pineapple in it. Definitely. Yeah, I was just taking a whiff. Oh, wow. Yeah, the uh, hops on it really complement the pineapple flavor well. Yeah, so Sculpin from Ballast Point Brewing is a fairly hoppy beer. Yeah. If you've ever just had a Sculpin, surprisingly hoppy, and yet they do a lot of fruit additions with it, but they put in a fruit in where it stands up to it without overpowering it. That's very complimentary. This is delightful. I agree. I have to say, though, my favorite Sculpin was an experimental one they had at the yeah. American Homebrew Association Festival. It was a... It was, a, it was their Imperial Stout, the Victory at Sea. How was that one? Yes. With, uh, it was a Thai curry and coconut. Yeah. Oh, a Thai, thai chili lime with coconut. Yeah, That's what yeah, it was. Yeah. And they said it was just too much flavor for the general public. I went back the entire weekend, and I think I'm the one who kicked that cake. Yeah, every we, time we made a laugh, I was we like... We hit that one pretty hard. It was delicious. <laughs> well, and the guys were like, yeah, nobody here is really trying it. It was like, plus they have spilled my glass. Oh, it's only 10%. <laughs> well, wasn't it like 12? Yeah, it was, like, it, was, it, was, it was double digit, that's for sure. But well worth it. <coughs> so yeah, what did we learn, sweetie? <laughs> I learned it's pronounced hemophages. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like vampires. <laughs> what did you learn from this movie, Sexy Pants? <sighs> On the second watch, <laughs> 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 I learned this movie was pretty horrible. When I was watching, I, I, that's right. I was the one that was there. Oh, by the way, thirty million dollar budget, almost yes. all of which I assume is special effects. Had a nine million dollar opening weekend, and uh, it grossed eighteen overall. So it was like basically <laughs> opening weekend and then nobody. I was at opening weekend. I would say nine of those dollars were yours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I was trying to think like, hey, well, how much was it? Yeah, it was probably about nine bucks. <laughs> Something else I learned from this movie. Okay. And I did learn it from watching this movie, even though it has nothing to do with this movie. I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there. The best video game based movie, I do believe, <laughs> is Tomb Raider. Yeah. Yeah, we, she 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 invented a uh, Resident Evil movie sucks, which they do because they're very similar to this one. Uh, by the way, the final chapter, quote unquote, it's the out, final countdown out in theaters. Can't wait to discuss it here. Um, but yeah, she had mentioned that, and I was like, yeah, yeah, the first Tomb Raider is probably the best video game adaptation movie out there. Yeah, because what else? What is, what what else is competition? Prince of Persia. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which my number one complaint about that is there are no Persian people in that movie. <laughs> you show me one Persian in that movie. <laughs> uh, okay. No. 
Uh, what else did we learn from this movie? Um, <laughs> Mila Jovovich is terrible at crying scenes. Yeah, that, that, that was always known. <laughs> I, I learned that in the future, all of our diseases can they can pinpoint to the exact moment where you're going to die. Oh yes. That was interesting. And I'm still curious. Like she didn't explode, so it was just, she was actually kicking a whole shit ton of ass, and then all of a sudden it was like ah ah three fifteen in the afternoon, and oh. I'm out. Blah, 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 blah. Like, that's interesting. But, yeah, whatever. Plot, plot development or something. Also, <laughs> in the future, we're going to have vests that just change colors randomly. Ooh, I can't wait for that. And it doesn't seem to be based on what room she's in. It doesn't seem... seem it, it might be attached to her emotions. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like a mood like, ring. <laughs> but it changed so randomly. Ooh, I know what it is. It's based on her fighting style. So when it turns, like, Ooh. yellow, she's going to be, like, dodging bullets and they're going to be shooting oh, each other. But then when it's purple or, I'm sorry, violet, and the sword comes out, she starts decapitating fools. But then it's red when she's pulling out guns and just rat-a-tat-tatting. That's so, probably So it. when it's, like, black and white, she's, like, panda style. When she's, like, green, it's, like, manta style. Manta style. <laughs> <laughs> Orange brown, and black she's, like, tiger style. <laughs> brown, she's monkey style. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's green style. Ooh. <laughs> Ultraviolet versus kickboxer. Oh, please. Jean Frank Duke. versus Mila. Frank Dukes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Frank Dukes versus the guy who went out to go and kill uh, Osama bin Laden. Wait, what? Oh, the guy from the Nick Cage movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, that's not our question. <laughs> I've had three beers, honey. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned, Learned from Movies. Probably don't want to go check out Ultraviolet. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's so many other vampire movies you could be watching. And they're coming up later this month on Vampire Month. Woo! Woo! Go watch Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> That's our recommendation for this podcast. Skip Ultraviolet. Watch Blazing Saddles. <laughs> the sheriff is there! <laughs> Hemophage. <laughs> right. Have a good night, everybody. Everything is crazy.